Because oh, yeah, you, you're out of town. Not by my bus. But you're near Korean Mecca. That's very true. But right now, I think it would take me a super long time to get. Well, no, 3:30. I'd still be okay to get there. Not during the podcast time. That's for sure. Yeah, to do a live walking yeah. podcast like you did in Korea. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The John Chi Show. It's the new year. Happy uh, New Year. Coming at you... Maybe later than we wanted to, maybe later than we were anticipated, but some life got in the way and we didn't set a, an official return date. So we're back now. How you doing? <laughs> we're guys? back, baby. We did not set it's an official return date. good to see you guys. It is yeah, good to true. see you. We left it open. This is the first time we've yeah. seen each other since the last time we saw each other, that if you can true. believe it. Wow. <laughs> Which was before... It was like the first the week of December, week I think. The last week of Advent. Yeah. Or maybe the second, but it was, in, it was definitely in the middle of December. Then we just haven't talked for a month. So, Lots, like you said, lots of yeah. life stuff. Okay. Let's refresh our we're own like, memories. We're little breaks. Let's refresh our own memories really quickly and tell people what the show's about. <laughs> oh gosh, you're right. <laughs> um, Nathan, you want to take that one? John Chi Show. Yeah, J A N C H I. We I love are. That every time, every yeah. time I throw to you, it sounds like you're stalling for time. <laughs> what is it again? Um, no, I mean we are. Three Korean adoptees. I mean, we are discovering our uh, culture, heritage, our stories. We're interviewing people. We're having a celebration, which is kind of what John uh, Chi means, a feast, which we feast at the end uh, sometimes with snacks and drinks. Yeah, and sometimes all of us participate. And sometimes <laughs> only a few of us. That's true, only a few <laughs> of us okay. sometimes. Some, some of us are doing this abroad or Somewhere. I like that you answered not. my initial question and then f- answered the follow-up question that I did not ask, which was, what does John Chi mean? What does John Chi mean? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Got it out of the way immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are your holidays? This is wild because, hi, we're just catching up on air. Uh, we'll get on to other things yeah. later. This is us being friends. We're your new best friends. We are Hello. your new best friends. That's the tagline for the show this year. Your new best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my holidays were good. Um, my sister was supposed to come in from Salt. My sister and her husband were supposed to come in from Salt Lake uh, the week after Christmas. Did she get hit by the cancellation? She did not. My mom got hit by the COVID, so oh. uh, we didn't. They ended up not coming. My parents didn't come down, and Emily and I went up to see her parents and then her grandparents on Christmas Day, and that took a total of about three hours. And then that was the holidays, essentially. Um, we had a few people with some of our really close friends over for New Year's Eve, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Ended up being a way later night than I expected. I joked like earlier, like, yeah, I'd probably be in bed by like eight. I think last year we didn't make it very long, and then it was I didn't go to bed till like eight in the morning. So <laughs> oh, Dang, it was wow. one of those. <laughs> Wild, but yeah, that was my holidays, Nathan. All right, uh. Well, I can say that we were healthy. I guess that was one of the things that Yay. we talked about on the last uh, episode was uh, I, my fingers crossed that we stayed healthy, and we did. We all, five of us, did not get any uh, sicknesses over the uh, the break or the holiday, so we got to um, have it with my parents, and then we had some visitors come in. I even had a short trip to Oklahoma for my sister's 50th birthday, so I got to see her. Former guest of the show. and. Yeah, Shout and out. then uh, yeah, and then we had some other guests uh, again at the new year here, and yeah, we've just uh, been avoiding um, I don't know going outside because it was a little cold. I don't know if you saw that probably uh, during the I guess the break here. It oh did yeah, get down oh, yeah, negative it dropped 15 like massively. Range. Yeah, we got a negative yeah, so. twelve. I think was the coldest that I saw on my thermometer. Yeah, it was. I think we uh, got like it was maybe twelve. It was bad, <laughs> but we stayed inside. My uh, heater did fluctuate a little bit, and I was a little worried it was going to go out. But uh, same. But we got it back up and running, and and I got a chance to go outside and throw some boiling water. So yeah, I saw fun. that, and then you somehow put yourself in the spy zone. Yeah, I got a little bit wild. of it on me, <laughs> <laughs> which is like the first thing that uh, my wife said as I went out. She's like, "Don't get it on yourself." Isn't that like basically dry icing yourself? <laughs> uh, kind of. I mean, it was boiling water, but yeah. 
<laughs> wild. Yeah, it's just that's exactly like they'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, pretty moments much. Moments later, yeah. I shot my eye out. <laughs> Ten seconds later. What about you, KJ? That's funny. Uh, yeah, I I forgot about that moment when it got super cold. I didn't have to worry about my house, but I did have to worry about just like the whole grid power grid of Texas. So that was awful. Oh yeah. Uh, no holidays are good. We did Christmas. We had like a lot of Christmas, and then a more of christmas so uh let's see christmas eve and day were spent with my family and then new year's eve morning we did christmas with sarah's family and then that night did a new year celebration downtown in dallas and uh yeah so that was just like a wild whole week and then like i don't know why Last year, maybe I was just too sad to like really get it, but I didn't even realize what a weird black hole slash purgatory the week between Christmas and New Year's mm. is. But like, I really felt it this sure. year. I don't know about y'all. And that was wild. And then uh, New Year's Day, we celebrated with the Patels uh, and had dokuk and uh, cool. dumplings and hotok and all that business. So that was really fun. Uh, that was something I manifested on the show. And then she DM'd me minutes after hearing that and she's like, yes let's do it <laughs> literally <laughs> and i realized in my head I, like i was just talking about like lunar new year and then like cause <laughs> just didn't even and then i was like oh yeah so but no it was nice it was nice to do that it was nice to it reminded me too that like obviously um in japanese culture i said obviously in japanese culture new year's day is a big deal as yeah. well so um mm-hmm. did you but nathan did you do anything big with your family new year's day or no, so that's the day I left, actually. I left on New Year's Day to go to Oklahoma. <laughs> I am so, out of here. I was like, I'm out. Sorry. Happy New Year. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, no, I, I flew out on the first. Luckily, avoided the uh, uh, the Southwest uh, um, cancellations, cancellations as well. Yeah. So I got there, and then I drove back, actually, with my parents. Mm. Um, so, yeah. No, I avoided it. Uh, I would have liked to have done some fun things on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, even. Um, but we, we actually really didn't. We, New Year's was kind of anticlimactic for us. Mm. So, yeah. I feel like it's just another day, really. I don't know. I feel like every day is like that anymore. Um, not in a bad way, but I don't know. Um, I was going to say, though, I liked this. I feel like I saw a lot of Korean adoptee friends making dokguk for New Year's. And then I was like, mm. I completely forgot about like Salal or Lunar New Year. And I was like, oh, I can make it for that. And everybody was like, yep. well, you can just make it again. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I haven't even made it once. <laughs> I thought that. It's so easy. Say it's it. so yeah. good. And now I've said it. But still haven't yep. made it. Um, you it's do more it. of like a prep, preparing myself to make it, uh, like getting everything prior like, to the Like you got to go to the store. Yes. Yeah. Like it's like, but we did just have a new market open up downtown so or no actually it's far away from me but apparently it's pretty good so i gotta go check right. that out yeah That's i would exciting. like to try to make it for the uh, lunar near coming up because i yeah, didn't do it i guess i will be home for that one, so. maybe i should because i'm <laughs> gonna be coming I'll off another re- trip so Hello, everybody welcome to patrick's calendar <laughs> <laughs> welcome to patrick's brain calendar my calendar is public just so everybody can see it and then <laughs> it's a game just to see what's Somebody- fake, what's a fake event and what's a real thing that i have to actually do Somebody send him some ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I, yeah, so, okay, that actually reminds me when, um, oh, I, I wrote a whole blog post about this, but when I went to go pick up ingredients to celebrate New Year's with the Patels, we went to Zion Market, which is like a H-Mart, but different. It's a it's a Korean market, or a K-Mart, as I like to call it nice. because I think it's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, yeah, so when I was there, it was the first time I had really been in a Korean ethnoburb and spent time there for any stri- like any like legitimate amount of time and uh I was just like, "Oh man, I forgot what it's like to just be in a Korean space." And that was really heartwarming and um one of my adoptee friends and I were chatting about it. She's the reason I wrote the article and I was like, "Yeah." She was like, I I feel this like Korea sees me in ways that America never can. And I felt some sense of that in the market. And so not that I had like really set out a new year's resolution per se, but I think in that moment when I walked in and just like saw everything, I heard and everything, I, 
I was just like, I need to be in more Korean spaces. I've been in a lot of spaces spaces recently where I'm talking uh, light politics or light religion or, uh, you know, whatever, light Spanish. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I just, I had not spent a lot of time in Korean-ness. And uh, so that's something I want to get back to now that I am mindful of it again. But that was, I don't know, it was just, it was really exciting um and i wonder if you two feel the same kind of cognitive dissonance of like oh this is this is really nice and it's really sad and it's really nice yeah being in korean spaces i would i think back sometimes and i think i would have loved to have had another korean or just even an asian friend i think growing (laughs) up just someone that looked like you i get it yeah I yeah, get it. I mean, do That's you ever really think tragic. that? I think that yeah, it's, it's tragic. <laughs> yeah, and I and granted, I don't think like I was seeking that out at the time, and so maybe I was avoiding. It. I mean, I there were a couple other, uh, you know, um, you know, Asian kids in our our high school, but they were, I think, they were from China. Um, our town had a couple, you know, it was it wasn't many, mm-hmm. granted. So, I but I wish that I had, I, and I, and I think back to it i like do i would i have wished it back then i mean could i have made it happen could i have was i avoiding it was you know so i don't know i'm trying to remember from you guys did you have any asian friends when you were growing up mm, no not really at all um in college there was a couple of people but it was really like not really because we were asian it was more like just proximity to friend groups that i was already mm-hmm. a part of um but yeah, I mean, when I was young, I was actively avoiding Asian people. Like, I didn't realize that's what I was doing necessarily, but I was, it was, did feel very, like, when I think about it, I did feel very conscious, like, the effort to avoid. Um, mm-hmm. And I think being so fresh off of having just gone to Korea for the first time, KJ, to your question, I do feel both the, like, the gladness and the sadness of missing that space because. I've been like kind of sharing that story a little bit with some friends who are planning or wanting to go back to Korea, some adoptee friends and just asking about or uh, sharing my story and my experience with them. And like, I'm so hyped to go to Ica just to go back. Like, and I feel like that yearning. On your own terms. Yes. On my own terms, but yeah. really like just the, not, but not even that necessarily. Like, even if I was going back on another tour, like, I would never probably go back on the OKF one. I won't say I would never, but I probably wouldn't at this point. But I think if I could just find a way to get back there, I feel like I've had that yearning a lot recently. Um, Probably just because I've been relaying the story so much and just thinking about and reminiscing about my time there. But just feeling that yearning and thinking about how being in that space made me feel. Um, It was... (laughs) I just saw that message and now I got distracted and I didn't even know what it was, but um, yeah, so totally. I feel like the, I mean, it does make me sad that I can't find that here. And I made, I think a similar intention to yourself about place, like being intentional about placing myself in Korean spaces, because I was just talking to somebody locally about like wanting to get involved more in my local community, not just the Korean adoptee, but the Korean community specifically, because I know it's there. It just feels very disparate and apart. And, but I know that there's, there's areas, there's places, there's, there's things that go on uh, within the community that I want to find myself as, as part of. And yeah, um, I think it is because I want to to fill those gaps as I get ready to go back to Korea again. Yeah. Wait, okay, so sorry. I might have it might have been because we both got distracted <laughs> by me being distracted by Nathan's phone, but uh <laughs> did you say you you got I know, I'm just looking after You're you, good. man. Um I didn't want you to come to the end of the recording and be like, why is my phone dead? Um did you say that you you understood that sense of like Korea seeing you or like feeling like somehow complete and also like deeply aware of your adoption by being in Korea? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like and, and again, in my own uh, uh, caveating, like this is my experience, but like I relay that coffee shop story of like ordering coffee and only having Anyaseo and Kamsamnida oh, yeah, and right. feeling seen, feeling like, mm-hmm. yes, I made it like this is where I belong. And like I could feel that piece of myself, like accepting all of this and feeling really good about it. 
and being like, it's not that I just am becoming more aware of the adoption part of it. It's just like, it's always there. Like I've been using the apocalypse metaphor a lot lately because I think it's perfect because I think I was asked to describe it on it when I was on adoptees on to define it. And I was like, KJ could define it. And I'm like, I was like really blanking and the way I, the way I define it and this could be wrong. So please correct me. But I was like, when the apocalypse happens, like your world, like the world changes, like you step into the apocalypse, it changes. You can go further into the apocalypse if you want, but you don't have to. But at the end of the day, that's always changed. So whether you, whether or not you like explore it or take, do anything with it, which you don't have to do, it doesn't matter because that's always like that shift in your mindset or whatever you're thinking about when it comes to your adoption, when it comes to your experience, like your that switch has been flipped and it can't be unflipped. So that's what I, when I think about the apocalypse, because I thought that's how you had kind of talked about it when you were <clears throat> explaining it from like the revelations piece of it and like where you took that yeah. meaning from. And I was hoping that I was <laughs> landing on the right way, but that's how I've been thinking about it lately. And I've been talking about that a lot is just that once I flip that switch, like I can't shut it off. And so everything yeah. that I think about and do I'm also thinking about that. Like I can't not think about it. And being in Korea, even though I had that supreme moment of self-acceptance going further into that piece of it, like I can't not always be thinking about that. And like, again, it's like the sadness part of it is like, what did I lose? Why am I so far behind? When, how am I going to get this back? Am I going to get it back? I don't know. Like that's where the sadness comes in. And again, how the, how my adoption drives and, and defines that for me when I, experience those things yeah yeah Yeah, sorry go ahead i think it's like that's pretty pretty accurate because um to to take it out of like apocalypse metaphor for a moment um another idea would be like the moment you graduate high school the moment you get married Mm. the moment a bomb is dropped the moment like it's just the point is it's a singular moment sure 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 so there's no and i i think the problem with like the the idea of the fog is like a fog is a gradual thing um and you can like move in you can move out there's like gaps in it you know whatever but i think like to me like you said it's a it's a singular moment of realization right and you could do things ahead of time to maybe avoid it or like slow it down and be like, I don't want to deal with this yet. But like, there is a sense of inevitability. Mm. And then certainly once it happens, there is no going back. Even in the sense of like, once you're, you're married, like you have to get a divorce, right. even in a, an annulment, like it is a thing that happened. Like, and it's, it's a part of you that you always carry with you, you know? Sure. And so part of your life will always kind of be in reaction to that. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think that's right. What's interesting too, is when you said like, you know, what did I miss and thinking about that? Like, I think what's interesting is part of the, the revelation is like, not to be super kitschy about this, but like, there is kind of a Korea shaped hole in like the adoption of it for us, I guess like that, like part of the form and the shape of the loss in adoption begins to like have a boundary. Whereas before it's just something that we feel, but we can't like explain, you know? Um, And now post revelation, you begin to see it starts to have an edge. It starts to have a shape. It starts, even if it's not super clear. And I think the, the more we're able to sit here and talk about this experience it and think critically about it and try to put language to it the more we're able to define for ourselves what that hole Mm. is what that loss is where the boundaries of it are and then we can be intentional about how we want to fill that but you know like there actually begins like it be it begins to have shape to use some some biblical language um in the beginning the earth was shapeless and void and then god speaks and then it it begins to have shape right so i think like and once you have that shape you're able to understand it it's not as scary it's not so overwhelming it's not so uh just unknown right begins to be known and you're able to maybe live with it and and do that so so we are the creators of our own future existence (laughs) no What? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> what? 
what we get to create where we go from that point of of revelation. Who are you in yeah, this vast I think so. multiverse? So, sort of yes. like how we how we then yeah fill the hole left <laughs> yes. by what do we fill it with? I mean, yeah. and even if you're yeah, gonna because fill it for some all. people it is. It's like Koreanness, yeah. or it's like definitely not Koreanness, and yeah. that's that's totally that person's prerogative, you know. But once you have the shape of it, then you can begin to do something about it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, or not do anything. You know, but you're at least aware of the shape and that awareness doesn't go away. Like, you know, it's there and whether you do anything about it or not is up to you. Mm-hmm. 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 Pondering on that. All right. Um, going well, back to your comment about Korea, I, I really want to go back to Korea as well. I mean, I, I would love to go to ICA next year. I don't know if it's going to be in the cards for me. It's It's still on that. Yeah. It's it'll be tough because I'm already going to uh, con in Chicago, and that's you know the week before, and it's a lot less time. Subtle plug you know. for con, yeah, in Chicago, <laughs> 2023. Oh, you can officially um, announce that on the board. Well, so yeah, <laughs> technically I can officially announce that that I have joined the advisory council of con. So yeah, Woo! but uh, so, so next year, yeah, it'll be. Um, I mean, back to back like that would be tough. Um, but I looking forward to being at con just within that Korean adoptee space, like you were saying, being surrounded by other people who get it or, or who have, you know, similar thoughts. You know, I, I, I want to do the Korea thing too, because I also want to go to Korea because I want to go, but I guess not by myself, but, um, not where not I'm meeting up. seconds. Well, so when I went last time I went and my, my biological family met me at the airport and essentially transported me from point a to point b and all the way around and and back i never had a chance to be on my own i never really had uh you know kind of a second to um have you know my own revelations or little you know discoveries or things like that i was always with them um and so that was the focus was was really them and that that's okay too because that's something that i have been wanting to do but i think i also want to explore korea for me and for just my own, because I love to travel, but my own discovery of seeing things, getting lost, not knowing what to order, and things like that. Um, I think all of that. But you, plays you in. do want those experiences. I do want those experiences. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I think that's part of traveling. I you know not that I like getting lost. Or, <laughs> or, you know, but uh, but no, I mean so that something that I would like to do someday is is go back. Um, and that's what I was thinking. If I did go back to Ica, I wouldn't be with my family the entire time. I would be going back and being with other groups or being by myself. So, yeah. Um, but yes, someday in the future, you know, I know it's going to happen. Um, KJ, what about you? Are you, I mean, I know you do want to go back to Korea too, but uh, are you, what are you thinking about for next year? Or this year for this so. year yeah. uh probably won't happen this year because i have to accrue vacation time oh yeah but uh i will have enough vacation time to make it happen at some point which is really exciting so yeah it might be 2024 but um it sounds like we uh we could have like a small caravan of uh adoptees related to the john chi show friends of the john chi show uh to go and i think it would be nice to have a small group of people and just say, Hey, we're going to meet up Mm -hmm. Um, or just like be able to fire off messages and just be like, I'm going here if anyone wants to come and I'm going here, uh, you know, whatever. And just like have the opportunity to have some adoptees go with you if you need that companionship. But then also like with no expectation of being together, no expectation of like it being a group thing necessarily. Right. Um, but I think that like having some like built in debrief times with adoptees who are there could be really nice. I mm-hmm. think that's like sure. part of it too is like, I don't know that I want to do, I've not done an adoptee conference. I don't know that I want my first adoptee conference to be Ica. Dude, just, yeah. just go, because either of, go big or go home. And technically if you yeah. were going big, you would be going home. Heck yeah. That's uh, that that's coming. like too big. That was like a dad joke. That's, Walked right that's into a it. lot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You hit me in the No, I totally get that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, I think it's it would have been good if I was younger and I knew less. But now that I know as much as I know and I've thought about it as much as I've thought about it, I don't know that I would want that to be a return. Yeah. I, I might go in the future, but not like my first time back. As that's a, a big conference. Post-apocalyptic. I think smaller, 
smaller events, smaller groups are definitely better. I definitely yeah. agree. Um, I don't know how many do you know uh, participants come to ICA on average? A lot. <laughs> I was gonna say like from Dan Matthews' documentary, which I realized is like eight years old. There were sure. like five hundred. Okay, I was gonna say five hundred too. I almost said a thousand, and then I was like. Is nah, I'm going to say that, no. people are going to go, who is this person, and why does he not know what's happening? <laughs> but it it's, like it, I mean, lot. it, is, it yeah. was a significant gathering, okay. uh, and it was about eight times too large for me. Actually, wait, I'm going to yeah. do the math. Yeah, con is about, what was 250? Mm. Probably. So That's still a lot. 250? It's still yeah. a lot. I mean, but, when we had yeah. 13 people at our thing, I thought that was a lot. <laughs> And I think that's a good yeah. start. Yeah, anywhere below 50, I think, would be a nice good start for a little gathering. Would be intimate. Um, you know, it's like yeah. you have an opportunity to have conversations. Um, when we, even with our group, when we were in Dallas and we went to the dinner, I did feel like I was all the way at the end of the table, and I had to get <laughs> up and, like, go to be able to talk. But, mm-hmm. again, we had enough stuff built in where I could have conversations with everyone. But, yeah. you know, when you have it such a large group, it's great. But you do kind of lose the more people that get involved, you lose a little bit of that intimacy piece because there's so many people to catch up with and you can't catch up mm-hmm. with everybody. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't lie. You really just came to my side just to steal. Food. That's true. You guys had the good food down yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, because Nathan and I were like, Get the, we want these meats yeah. right now. Yeah, I was trying to, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, it's definitely it's definitely a skill oh, ordering learning what to order at a hundred percent if you don't know and then you're like and then you know like you're like oh maybe this place doesn't do it well or they like sure. oh this place doesn't super yeah do that's why so. i like going places with jerry because he just takes that we menu to, and he's just yeah, like he just wham, knows. Wham, yeah. wham, wham, and i'm like yeah yep <laughs> we need a we should develop a beginner's guide to Korean barbecue, oh. what to order, what are the staples, etc. So when you don't know anything, you're like, here's what to do in this order, pay attention, etc., etc. I like that. Maybe that's what we okay, off air conversation. Korean um Korean barbecue. Uh, find for it in the store adoptees. when we which we figure I figured out what the problem is with the store. It's still not up, but I'll, I'll make oh, it. We've yeah. been sending people to the store for hundreds of episodes right. and they're just <laughs> it worked for like 60 episodes okay yeah. so i said hundreds too like we have done more than 100 episodes um i mean we have done more than 100 but we have not done multiple that's hundreds true of that's episodes. true uh, i did want to say too real quickly just to your point about wanting that debrief time um i think that's necessary i think especially after my last experience like i would never ever recommend specifically an adoptee to go back without having moments to do that and hopefully having a group of people you can do that with, uh, whether it is other adoptees or whatever the case is. Like, I think you have to be able to have that because that's what we lacked. And I felt like the only time we had to do that was when was the, like the last night and a bunch of us were just mm-hmm. gathered in the lobby and people started to ask like actual questions like other adoptees like, well, what's about what's this or something? I don't even remember what we we're talking about, but. I was like, Psh, I'm like six beers in. I'll definitely talk to you about this right now. And I was just like, boo, boo, boo. But, you know, but like that was the debrief because I had all of this stuff yeah. in my head, like thinking about the pro- like mm-hmm. what my experience had been, what I thought of the program and never really had time to say all of that, except to Emily, who was like, stop yelling at me. I didn't do any of this. No, no. <laughs> and I'm like, not yell. Obviously, I'm not yelling at her. Yeah. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, but you're not not yelling. That's at true. Her. Definitely, I was just loudly speaking. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's what I've been for for people that I've had or have recently had these conversations about thinking about going back. Like, I'm like, if you go on a tour or whether you go by yourself, like you have to build this time in because it's a lot. Even if you were just there by yourself or just there with like a couple people, like you feel a lot of feelings when you're just out on the street and if you don't take the time to kind of sit back and talk about that, like I feel like it can be very overwhelming once you get home. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. 2024. Make a little John Chi. 2024. He said it. Put it on that whiteboard. John Chi live in Korea. 200 something. 200 something. It would be 2024. Depending on when we went, it would be no. Yes. If we went at the end of the year, it'll be close to 200. Could be yeah. in the 200s if we go for like yeah. Chuseok. Not that I'm setting a date. No, not see, that you're getting even more specific. No one hold it, no one hold it to him. <laughs> getting even more specific. I bet Rick Allen will still it's be there. Fine. And his family. <laughs> He's the best. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't remember. I don't even know how we got. I here, don't either. But 
Um, I think the the important thing, yeah, is to go with a group of people who you vibe with, yeah. uh, who you can have those conversations with, and who will encourage you to have those conversations. I think there's like there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I want to go, I want to do all the touristy things, uh, it's just like like maximize my time because it's like so expensive and you know whatever, and like so I want to maximize the time while I'm there. But there's also a part of me that's like, I wish I could just go at a very 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 slow pace sure. mm-hmm. where I could. Mm-hmm. To quote my friend, sit on a bench in Jeju Island and not yeah. feel like I was wasting my time because I was like, I got so many other places that I want to see, right. you know, uh, and I only have two more days to do that, you know, or whatever. Uh, and I think that's the other thing too about a conference is it would be so jam packed full of stuff that it wouldn't allow me that slower thinking. And I think for me, anyways, it takes a long time for thoughts to get to my heart in a way that I I need them to. Sure. Um. So yeah, go go with some friends that you vibe with. Um, the other thing, I I don't think I ever answered this question. I did grow up with Asians in my life. Oh yeah, I forgot that. That was the question that was <laughs> which might have been how we got to the Korean thing. But it wasn't always. They weren't always people that I that I particularly vibe sure. with. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some like we had some shared interests sometimes. Um, I was also really young, you know, it was like middle school, high school, so I was still trying to figure out like what I liked in friends and, you know, but actually one of my big early mentors for Asian Americanness was the Fung bros on YouTube when I discovered <laughs> nice. them and they're, they're Chinese brothers, um, Chinese American. And so they, uh, like, I just, I really like their stuff. I really liked watching their content and I like their personalities and things. And so they became like a surrogate best friend. Mm. And so I hope that, uh, moving forward, we can be your surrogate best Asian slash adoptee friends, uh, dear listeners, dear whoever, listeners, whoever and wherever and whatever you may be. Agree. So, I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that I wanted to bring up, and I thought that this was interesting, was I just realized I've I found myself in a number of conversations, like I said uh, over the holidays, that were lightly political, lightly theological, lightly you know whatever. And I felt like I was because uh, the people that I was talking to were in generally kind of the same like headspace as me. I felt like I was practicing language or like in a way that was like running lines. Mm. Like I was making certain kind of jokes uh, about certain kind of things. And I was like, I wonder if somebody who has been in this longer. And I think actually what might have spurred this was like Angela Davis was coming to uh, Dallas to speak. Uh, so I was like, I wonder if someone who was part of the civil rights movement in the sixties, if they heard us talking now, if they'd just be like, Oh my God, you're so annoying. Right. <laughs> like in the, in the way that like a lot of people joke, like when uh, high school students go off to college and it's a liberal arts college and then they come back and they want to like talk philosophy right. and like talk you know whatever and all of the adults <laughs> who are like much further beyond that are like you're annoying go away yeah <laughs> like, you know what i mean like i wonder if i sound like that to other people but all of the people that i'm around are generally in that kind of same space as me but uh that was the first time that i ever tracked that i probably sound like a four-year-old uh just repeating the same things over and over again do y'all ever feel like you in in the midst of doing kind of all of the show, obviously we talk about it a lot on the show, but in your personal lives, do you ever feel like you say the same types of things over and over? Have you thought about it in a way to like, maybe I should like move on? Oh, 100%. And I feel like I've had conversations where people are telling me actively, like you say this every single time that we're together, <laughs> um, which has definitely happened a lot. But here's the thing though, is you're... I like the way that you, or I maybe I don't like it, but I clock the way you described it as like reading lines or like running lines. Um, and I think especially in like, especially light politics or especially like in quote unquote DEI or uh, DEIJ spaces, things like that. It's like diversity is a big word right now. You know, mm-hmm. um, it can feel like when you describe it as like running lines, it made me think of performative action. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like, it probably does to a lot of people at first seem like people who have been doing it for years and years and years, like an Angela Davis feels very performative coming from someone who it might like clock us as it seems like they're just reciting something that they've read or whatever the mm-hmm. case might be. And at the end You're of the like, day, Oh, you all follow the same four Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> the two yeah, TikTokers yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah. 
<laughs> um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you have to start somewhere. And like, if you're not, if you're not repeating those things over and over again, or talking about them, having that conversation, especially with like the friends who are telling me, Hey, you're doing this too much. Like, well, that's probably because you need to hear this. And a lot of the times, some of those conversations get uncomfortable. Like even light politics for me can get into uncomfortable spaces with other folks when you can tell we diverge hard on specific issues. And, you know, one of the things I'm working on is like recognizing when maybe those are not the people I need to have in my circle at all times or at any times, you know what I mean? Or I have to be more intentional about when I'm hanging out, what kind of conversations we're having. Yeah. You're like Christmas and Easter only. Right. But (laughs) you know, just having saying those things over and over again, especially words like diversity or equity, like equity is a big one for me uh, that I say a lot. What I think a lot, what, especially when I write, I think like, man, you use this word a ton. (laughs) Like what's going on here? And so, um, but like, I think part of that too, that repetition is like, I need to reinforce these things in myself. And while, and I hope it doesn't come off performative. I hope that what I do isn't. And if it is, I want to be called in on that. I want people to point it out and say, Hey, I don't really think that you are doing what you're saying that you're talking about. Um, but I think I have to continue to kind of repeat it because if I don't like, we're, I'm I'm a person with a short attention span. I got a Gen Z attention span, even though I'm a millennial. Um, and like it can go away quickly. And so like a, we use the word intention intentional a lot. I think in this conversation, or maybe I just have. And I'm. Uh, it's because I'm. If it is, it's because I'm very holy, <laughs> and uh, that's like intentional and authentic are just like big buzzwords in christian community oh really intentional is relevant oh yeah that's interesting to me yeah authentic i can see for sure but no yeah interesting that might be another conversation i just want to be intentional in my walk with the lord Mm. i just want to be like see that makes me not like my my relationship with jesus (laughs) that's just (laughs) what i mean i'm just clocking it for for all my fellow ex-evangelicals or just general christians (laughs) i don't know that's my that's just my thing with it uh to your question i don't know if i answered your question but um that's what it made me think about. The when question we was, do you feel like this? And yeah. your answer is yes. 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 Well, <laughs> yeah. TLDR, yes. <laughs> so it also depends for me on who I'm talking to. Because I, right. I forget who I've had those conversations with sometimes. Mm. And I don't want to be repeating myself of the same, uh, you know, few words or few points, I guess. because But I want to start from the basics, like you were saying. So I want to mm. start from the basics, depending on what they know, and then go from there. I don't want to just jump into like deep, hardcore stuff where I'm pointing fingers. Um, you know what? Came so, out yeah. very they're like, Daddy, you have three fingers pointing back at you, and you're like, "Dang, Grayson, you're right. Damn. You're the reason." No, um, but yeah. So I actually had a couple conversations this holiday too, uh, break where I was, you know, explaining a little bit more about things about adoption, about my own views and things. And one of them was like, "What would I change? Or what do I think mm. could be better?" And I, you know, I spit it off a few things. And I was like. The where I feel like I'm a four year old, or or where I feel like I'm still too new in it, is that's all I said, and I didn't say more, like like solutions to those three things that I think would need to be changed. So I just mm. said, okay, I think these three things could be changed. You know, like um, I mean, granted, I could go more into depth, like more um, education uh, for parents after mm. they adopt. Yeah, you know. So, you know, what does that entail? Well, maybe more you know, sure. classes, more camps, more, um, you know, material. And those are all things that um, we didn't have. I did have a nice talk with my parents because we had 10 hours. Uh, I was going to ask. I was going to ask. <laughs> and so we did touch on a few things. Um, one of those things, actually, this kind of a side, um, you know, uh, side note, I guess. Um, but uh, I found out how my parents came across just adoption in general. Um, it was because my mom actually did an interview with somebody who um, had adopted uh, or was looking to adopt mm. and things like that. And so that got that, that planted the seed in her mind. Uh, and then when they were trying to have kids, they decided that they were looking to it as well. And the Dillon agency in, in Tulsa was just starting up. And they looked into Holt actually, but Holt was like a three or f- a four year wait or something. But since Dylan was so new, it was uh, they had a better chance to to um, adopt quicker, and so that's you know was my sister. So um, she was w- within I don't want to say the first you know n- 
first many new ch- children um, adopted through their agency. So, yeah. Um, I do want to say that you definitely shouldn't feel like you have to give solutions when you name problems with adoption. Like, I totally get that you're like, that's where my where I feel like the four-year-old experience is. Like, I don't know the answers yet. And the thing is, like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be the ones that have to come up with the answers anyway. Like, we're already, we're naming the problems. We tell you what it is. And yes, there are people who can give you solutions. Like a J-Ron Kim, like, I would trust her to for sure lay right. out what a solution could look like to post-adoption resources. Um, yeah. but we like, I'm part of an entertainment <laughs> podcast, but at the end I of the day, like doing but, academic, but research. even for her, it's not on her to have to come up with those yeah. solutions. Like we can lead the charge, but like we, at the end of the day, we're still only asking to be validated and seen and heard. Like we need that first. Like, and mm-hmm. people aren't even like when you name the problem, like that's a solution in itself. Like KJ was talking about, like we, we need to have, or maybe this was our pre-conversation, uh, but like, we just need to have these different conversations and like, people don't know, like we are still invisible to the general public. And by just by naming the problem or a- multiple problems, like that's part of the solution. Like we need people to know what the problems are. So then we can work towards mm-hmm. the solutions. They will then be yeah. willing to listen. Um, the awareness, first. awareness first. Yeah, we're an awareness campaign. Yeah, we're an awareness podcast. My other question was going to be, and you kind of did, did answer it, like you and your parents did have a conversation, but especially because you all went to see your sister for fiftieth, mm-hmm. and I was just going to see if you had like any conversations that came up on that trip with all of you, um, just having everything. She had come on the show. You obviously have been doing the show, and then you're all kind of together, probably for the first time in a long time. Like in that way, maybe? I don't know. Just because of everything that's been happening pandemic wise and sickness wise. Yeah, we've seen my I've seen my sister and my uh parents like I think three times last year. It was actually a lot. Like um, together? Well, you were all together? Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, all gotcha, together. Gotcha. Wow. So all right, three. cut that. But, cut um, that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but to have the discussions yeah, yeah, is yeah. not we we haven't had a whole lot of like in depth discussions. Um I do see um you know, not to speak for my sister, but I do see that she is more interested in, in um, you know, Korean adoptee uh, related uh, events. And, you know, you know, she asked me to fill her in on Khan or on, you know, Ica or going to Korea, things like That's that. Cool. I think she is interested more and I and uh, I'm happy that that uh, she is discovering yeah. uh, that part of it. So um, but I'm again, you know, taking it as she brings it to me. Yeah, so. that's her journey yeah. for sure. How dare yeah. you try and navigate her journey for her? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, not to, not to like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. I wanted to say like the the thing about. Um, oh, I don't think that you're being performative. Patrick, oh, me necessarily. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, you, the you thing have that been I was trying but not to. Right now. <laughs> Every moment did you perform like at our live show? Right, right, right. Uh, no, I, I think the thing that I'm trying to express in like the idea of running lines, it's like, like the idea of running lines, like to get off book so that you can then actually like engage with what you're mm. saying and not just like do be doing the roteness of it to get it to a point where, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. and I felt like, be, like the circles that I was speaking in were other people who had recently, for lack of better terms, like become woke people who were recently deconstructed their faith people who, so they were in like kind of the same right. headspace as me. And so to me, I just had kind of like a, an out of body experience of, I was listening, listening to myself in this situation. And I was like, I wonder if we just sound like a bunch of eight year olds who just realize that like boogers are funny. <laughs> and so we're just like making a bunch of jokes about boogers, boogers. Yeah. or farts or, you know, whatever, like not that, I mean, personally, if you can't laugh at a good fart joke, like, what are you doing? hundred percent agree. Like, but like for me, my comedy has evolved, has evolved from that point. You know, right. like I'm not still making fart jokes as my only source of comedy, you know? I <laughs> like, mean, if you were, like, I wouldn't even be bad. I, <laughs> would be really sad. Be, yeah. I would, I would <laughs> I'd quit the show. Um, but like – it's just, it's more just like, that was all that I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like at the moment. And so I was just like, from like experiencing that and thinking about that, I was like, oh man, I gotta like, I gotta grow up, sure. I gotta move on. And, and Sarah and I were talking about like how, like, you know, whether we had any like 
goals or resolutions or words or whatever for the year. And I was like, I have like some like very practical, like I want to come do this project by the end of the year kind of thing. Um, but I don't really have a goal. I don't have a, a manifestation, a word, a resolution, because I think all of my things that I've done for the past two years, I'm really happy with where that's taking me. And I need, I need more time for mm. those. Like I just need to grow into yeah. them so that I can identify what the next thing is, you know, um, kind of like a sixth grade to eighth grade thing. Yeah. Like I've not, I've I'm in seventh grade. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I need to just get a little further. And then maybe once I reach ninth grade, I'll be like, all right, Hey, new area. Like I'm, I've, I've reached this point. Now I need to set new goals for myself. But I uh, saw, so I just like, but I, I think with that conversation in my head and then like that thinking about myself critically, yeah. and this conversation of other young woke people, other young liberals, I guess, whatever, whatever, however you want to think about it. I was just like, yeah, I need to, I need to grow up, I think, but not in a judgy yeah. way, just in like a, there just needs to be more time. I just got to keep practicing, keep thinking, keep doing. Yeah. So. I appreciate you clarifying because I wasn't saying that that was, nor did I think that you were being performative. It was just right. that, just that line. I don't know. Just triggered that thought in my head because the I've been thinking of, about it yeah, a lot as well. Lines. Yeah. No, um, I think it's a, so yeah. 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 I think that's it. Is that it? Was that the episode? I mean, I've got like, I got lots of other things. I mean, I could always talk. talk about, you know, I could talk for days. But, uh, um <laughs> yes we do wow that did not sound like you were happy about it <laughs> <laughs> that wow. is hilarious well, we're at, we're at the, toward the end i mean we could jump into food we save it for another i think we're gonna have a good conversation on our next interview Same. actually i'm excited for that one um, let's not spoil yeah, it yeah but oh, i don't even i don't even not. know who it is so don't spoil yeah. it for me perfect <laughs> I'll, I'll do my research later right, like right before <laughs> like this is like yeah. the smartless uh, podcast where they surprise the other two with the guests. That's kind of fun. So, it is fun. I mean, they always do it. Somebody brings on a guest, the other two don't know who it is until boom, they they appear on the on the. I Zoom, feel like that's so. what we've been doing lately, anyways. Just surprising ourselves <laughs> with, or when we, not any lately, like before we went on our five year hiatus. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we were just like, it's this person. They fill out the form about twelve months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we don't know anything about them because everything has changed so uh yeah no it's all good we got lots of conversations yeah. left in us we got that we got time we got we got 2023 back, we got baby. plenty of time all right yeah let's all do right. a snack let's jump even though food. i don't have it all yeah. right we'll great you can you can have food envy i will have food envy <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> There's an extra sound effect in there. No, no. <laughs> that, that was me. Welcome back to the John Chi Show food portion where we snack on something we do not know what it is. <laughs> so, but it looks good. Today, I don't even know. It smells I, yummy. I don't know what this is because there is no English on the box. So it looks like a fish that is fried, made by oh, uh, so Lote. Um, it just looks like a fish. It kind of reminds me of the Japanese uh, teyaki. Mm. Oh, so teyaki. this is a hotok, which oh. is uh, a traditional snack. Um, Sinik. Uh, it's, uh, it's like flour bread. It's like, yeah, just flour, like a, like a tortilla with stuff in the middle. Um, I, I think it's really cute that it's a fish, but it's not oh. like, I mean, you could just think of it as a pancake. Um, this is, oh, actually the, the Google translate told me it's, uh, chom fish bread. Chom fish. Yeah. Huh. Chom fish. I don't know what a chom fish is. C-H-A-M-F-I-S-C-H. Yeah. Chamfish, chamfish, chamfish. Uh, there's a little little Korean above that that just says chewy. Uh, chewy, says, chewy. It does look chewy. Chonduk, so chonduk, I'm assuming, is kind of like the onomatopoeia type sound. Like chonduk, hmm. chonduk. Like a chomping or whatever. But yeah. Uh, uh, it does say cool. on the package that you can, to enjoy... Uh, um, more deliciously, it says you can put it in the microwave for eight seconds or fry in a in a pan. 
and warm it up. So, All right, what I'm seeing here is mostly a chom fish sauce, which is like a dipping, a Vietnamese dipping sauce. Interesting. Hmm. Hot dog, I think, nope, is best chom. warm. No, nope. so. chom, I think. Salt, salty, sweet, and tangy sauce made from fish sauce, garlic, lime juice, sugar, chilies, and vinegar. Hmm. Well, it's good. It has a signature not- fish sauce funk, umami, and a subtle heat. Hmm. I'm not getting any of that in this. Yeah, <laughs> so the picture on the front is very misleading. <laughs> the picture of the fish shows just stuff oozing out. Like, it's like full of filling. Eating it and not. biting it, it's like, it's not. There's what like a it? little... Show us, show us what like it looks like. a little bit in there, but that it's looks mostly like- bread. It looks like a uh, sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle from McDonald's. Um, <laughs> it's more like just the bread. Yeah. Just the McGriddle. It's a lot more yeah. bread. I'm not going to lie. That's 100% what it looked like to me from this angle on the camera. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a little yeah. bit oh, Actually, it looks like a little like stuffed cake, pancake yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, kind of like yeah. the, the Taiwanese pineapple cakes and stuff like that. That's kind of what it reminds me of a little bit but yeah, with like a brown hot sugar flavor. Hotuk. Yeah. Like the, the pancake thing. Yeah. yeah. The potato. Is it a potato? No, it's just flour. Just, yeah. I'm eating um, an Oreo. <laughs> wow. What's that like? Tastes like is that it? one Korean snack that was clearly just Oreos, but with less <laughs> filling. But with less filling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to save mine because I'm going to heat it up. Um, mm. Probably on a skillet. I think I gave you like three, didn't I? Just two. Uh, oh, it's kind of okay. sticky, so I think it would be like extra sticky in a in a microwave situation. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, warmed up on a skillet would be nice. Um, that's really exciting. Hotok is a is a super traditional Korean food, um, so it just feels right that we eat it for our first first meal back um and that it's the new year because that also feels like it i will say i got zero fish flavor so it just seemed like a brown sugar maybe i mistranslated it um but it is i mean it's delicious but i got no fish flavor i'm excited to try it when i get home oh does have peanut yeah i got zero fish in it actually it does not say that it has fish in it so bungopang is Thai, maybe like the Korean version of Taiyaki? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, hmm. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. Nathan? Yeah, I taiyaki? said Taiyaki. Yeah, that's the yeah, Japanese yeah. one. Yeah. The, so maybe we, that's why it's uh, mm, it's like Hotok. So pu- Hotok Pumin Pungopang. So uh, translated as Taiyaki with Hotok. Oh, okay. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I told Jennifer the last time we were together, I feel foolish saying Hotok because I don't ever feel like I hit it right. Mm. And I always want to say just Hodor. 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 Oh, so sad. That is sad. Anyways. Spoiler alert for a show that's been out for, or for a season that's been out for a long time. I don't know what Chum is, though. Oh, if I, Chum on its own just says, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah! It's oh, the Kool Aid yeah. of uh, oh. of Hotox. No, I was doing. So anyways, the, it's delicious. I think it's pretty oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. I would like a little more, you know, of the traditional fillings, like a, a larger, you know, Hotox. But um, but it's good. Uh, yep. I'll be quick. My Oreo was good too. I'll get. I'll be quick. I give it a three out of five. I think it tastes good, yeah. but it's not. It's not. Uh, you know. Not everything that you're not gonna eat the whole box. I think I'd give it a four out of five. Uh, mm. I was really happy with it. Whole dog is my favorite. It's good flavor. It's just classic, yeah, kind of brown sugar plus uh, chestnut mm. flavor. Um, yeah, I think it's good. So mm. four out of five. And I'm gonna warm looks it up like a big giant goldfish cracker. Better. Who knows? <laughs> Who freaking knows? Yeah, but all I'm right, sure uh, Patrick. What would, you, what would you rate? Uh, the How would you read your Oreo? <laughs> My Oreo, you know, a hundred percent, five out of five. <laughs> That's what a hundred percent is. Wow! All right. um, um, yeah, you know, it's just a standard traditional Oreo. Bought it at the hotel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got five left. So feeling pretty good about them. Nice. That's okay. Funny. Well, that's it, uh, Patrick. You want to sign us off? 
I will absolutely, I would absolutely love to sign us off. Um, folks, we appreciate you stopping by with us today. And I'm going to go ahead and sign off by folks, saying we know that you, you have can. many choices to fly. <laughs> and we appreciate you choosing the folks, John Show Airlines. Folks, we know that you could fly many podcasts, but you've chosen John <laughs> Air. And for that, we greatly appreciate it. And if you are arriving at your final destination and ever interested in finding us again, you can go to johncheeshow.com. And we got a lot of great stuff there. We have a store there, apparently. Um, really excited about that. You can also find ways to support us on there as well. Uh, if you want to send us a message, you can do that at John Show on all the social media platforms that exist in the world. You can also send us an email to johncheeshow at justlikemedia.com. You can also, also leave us a message via the telephone at 972-677-8867. Thank you so Hooray. much for that number. I already forgot it. I was going to repeat it and I forgot it. 972-677-8867. Got it. Yeah, we are in it. All right. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do that. Maybe even a little surprise on the end of this episode from that very yeah. voicemail inbox. Um, <laughs> other things that you can do, you can go onto Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts that allow you to rate. And you can leave us a rating and or a review. We really appreciate that. You can also join us on Facebook in the Johnchi Show After Party. Lots of incredible fun stuff happening there. Um, uh, other than that, you can find me on the internet wherever I want to be found at Patrick in the world. I'm at N Nowak on Instagram and Nathan Nowak on Facebook. Uh, and I'm at KJ Relke wherever I want to be found on the internet, or you can read my blog at KJ online. KJ online. Our friend and fellow co-host KJ is putting out some very fun. I don't know. Uh, well, very cool content. I don't Very know. engaging I'm, content. Uh, I'm putting out some content. He's Thanks putting some. out content on his blog. So yeah. that's kjrelke.com. He's blogging the blog. Line. Doing the blog. Doing, um, doing other the than blogging. that, we are back, baby. That's probably going to be the title of this episode. I don't know. I didn't write it. <laughs> I feel like or that's edited been a title already. Or put it out. <laughs> that 100% has been a title now that you said that. Um, <laughs> very. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to continue to do this show with y'all. Um, and I know I'm getting ready to sign off with our signature catchphrase but before that i just wanted to say say hey bokmane baraseo to everyone out there hey Um, and until next week john chi hey Happy New Year's, fellas. It's your new friend, Leah Burns, uh, from Arkansas. Not really sure why I specified my state, at, as I'm sure you don't know any other Leah Burns in your life, but who knows? Uh, I just wanted to say how much I really appreciated uh, Kim's episode. Um, I loved her reflection on how healing uh, it can be to be around other adoptees, uh, because frankly, being with y'all in October for that live show uh, left such a deep impression on me um and i could a hundred percent um resonate with her on how like healing it can be um it felt so easy being with uh you all like virtual strangers me just rolling up uh and it was just really meaningful and so i'll uh carry those uh that weekend memory for a while um i just wanted to say thanks <laughs> also uh it was really awesome uh to know that y'all are the same guys offline as you guys are on the pod uh because you never know like just meeting strangers from online you know so uh thanks for not uh being uh sketchy and or murderers um yikes hope that didn't wasn't very jarring. I don't know if you can really even air that last sentence. I mean, you can, but should you? Who knows? Anyway, uh, but for real, I <laughs> got so much admiration for you guys um, and the community, and I'm really excited to 
keep learning from y'all um, in the new year and really excited for what you guys have going on. Uh, also, uh, y'all, y'all better let me know when you get that merch uh, up and running. <laughs> anyway, I will talk to you guys later and yeah, bye.